This is the RPD podcast where we tell the real truth about the fake shit. Hi, everyone. I'm Amber, and today my fabulous co host is Dr. Simran Setti. She is the founder of Skin by Dr. Simran Setti and also um, the founder of Renew MD Medical Spas in California. Welcome to the show, Dr. Simran Setti. Dr. Setti. I'm going to call you Simran. Is that okay? That'd be great. Perfect. How's it going in California today? It's going well, just a little cold. A little cold. I mean, you know, I feel like it's hit, you know, as soon as it hits March in New York City, to me, it's basically, I'm like, we're we're at summer um, because we're in the home stretch and, you know, it's it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, I wanted to bring you on today, though, because, you know, we were talking about um, women of color and, and that they have certain skincare concerns that might not apply to everybody else, you know? And I, I think it's really interesting. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about some of the four, there's four major skincare concerns for women of color. I'd love to highlight that today. And then of course we can talk about your fabulous line. Um, so let's start right with it. You know, tell us a little bit about, um, some of the main concerns that women yeah. of color. So, so before I go into the four main concerns, I'll kind of explain what is different about skin of color other than the color, um, and and why they uh, why people with darker skin tones experience certain conditions. So, um, you know, we are all born with the same number of melanin producing cells. They're called melanocytes, but the activity of those cells is different based on our race, ethnicity. And people of color just have more active melanocytes. So, so they produce pigment in um, as a reaction to many skin interruptions or insults. And the um, so the condition that um, the conditions that people of co- skin of color usually experiences all have to do with some sort of pigmentation in response to something. So um, one of the conditions that is most common is just post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Right which um, is PIH, and it's usually caused because of acne. So any kind of breakage or inflammation in the skin, which acne really is that, um, will cause this pigmentation even when the acne has subsided. So a lot of women or men will complain that, you know, they had acne as a teenager, but now Mm -hmm. they're in their 30s and they still have these dark spots. Right. The PIH, one of the biggest concerns. Um, the second one is a condition called melasma, which is only which is mostly present in women, very, very rarely in men. And that condition is very frustrating. Melasma is most common in um, women of color. And it's basically characterized like a um, pigmentation that looks like almost like darker brown clouds and that usually occur on the forehead, the cheeks and the nose. Um, and isn't the, melasma often uh, often associated with um, pregnancy, right? Don't they call that the yes, mask yeah. of pregnancy? So, exactly, exactly. And and you know the the interesting thing is melasma from pregnancy kind of goes away after the pregnancy, but in many cases um, reemerges when women are in their forties or older. Right. And um and that's actually usually when I see them in my clinic because at that point they're a little, you know they're pretty frustrated or it's it's just very dark at that point. And um, so, you know, before we move on to the next one, and, and I feel like um, we kind of raced through the first one, PIH, I, I want to ask you, you know, like, what are some of the things that we can do if we're noticing that, right? So let's go, let's take a step back um, 
from melasma for a minute, go back to PIH. Um, this is an issue. What what are some of the ways that we can combat that? You know, I know um, when it comes to pigmentation, there's lasers, there's um, at-home topicals, but especially for um, in skin with women of color who have melanin-rich skin, you know, lasers can be a little bit tricky. So what are some of the ways that you're treating that in your um, med spa? So yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Lasers can be tricky, but we are so lucky that we live um, in a time when there are where there are certain types of laser therapies that are actually perfect for the skin type. Okay. And, um, and specifically, I do use a lot of laser in my offices. It's called the PicoShore laser. Picoshore. And, um, and we use the laser, actually, we've sort of, we've, PicoShore is now in its second generation of lasers called PicoShore Pro. And that's what we specifically use. But, um, you know, the key with post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation is address it sooner than later. Um, okay. So I, I advise a lot of my friends because I have children in college. Um, so, so, you know, I, I'll, I'll advise a lot of my friends that, look, you know, don't be scared to take your teenager in for monthly facials, put them on a retinol, you know, start reducing that acne burden right. to prevent um, excess pigmentation. And then when they're done, they're, they're great candidates for treatments like Picoshore laser or even microneedling. I'd use both of those depending on the severity of the pigmentation, but those are two very, very safe treatments that any skin tone can use. Okay. Um, now, are there things that we should be asking, you know, I guess, so the Picoshore, this is a safe la uh, laser for up to what, Fitzpatrick? Oh yeah. So up to Fitzpatrick six. Okay. So one through six. And the beauty of the PicoShore laser is just because it's safe for skin of color doesn't mean it's less intense. It's actually one of the most intense lasers on the market. And when I say intense, I mean effective. Right. So it's actually, um, and its safety is embedded in the fact that it actually goes to the dermis, the deep layer of the skin where we produce collagen and sort of blasts it with laser energy. And then it creates this reaction to make new skin. But okay. because it goes to the dermis, it um, safely leaves alone the pigment producing cells. So it doesn't aggravate those melanocytes. Okay, great. So that's a great um, option. What about at-home treatments? Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to at-home treatments, I think one of my most favorite products for any age group, um, if they're fight, fighting pigmentation, is really retinol. And a lot of people think of vitamin C or hydroquinone when they're thinking about pigmentation. But um, the reality is that you can also lighten pigmentation by producing new skin and retinol will accelerate the rate at which you produce that new skin. So, um, so really, I would say that would be the number one at home thing you should be doing. Um, there are also some really nice um, light chemical peel masks that can be used at home. And that's great for, you know, light sunspots. Or maybe if you've had a very adventurous summer, you've been, you know, getting a lot of uh, a lot of time outside, then um, doing a small series of chemical peels at home. There are some very safe ones out there. That's a great option as well. Are there ones that you recommend? You know, you just mentioned there's some safe ones. Yeah, so I, I I prefer chemical peels that have lactic acid, glycolic acid, up to 10%. Anything, okay. uh, anything past that concentration can be a little aggressive and, and you, you never know how it's going to react on your skin. So best if, if you are going to do something more aggressive, then go to a professional. 
Now, I'm really glad that you brought up, um, you know, that we're going into the summer um, and that's not the best time to necessarily get um, laser treatments. I feel like prior to going into the summer, correct? We want to kind of maybe yeah. wait fall is a no, little I'm, bit better. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel that you can totally do laser treatments, but in the summer, however, not if you have a nice long vacation planned in on an island or, you know, right. yeah. So, but if you are going to be mostly, you know, staying local, um, uh, doing treatments in the summer is fine as long as you're very good about your sunblock usage. Right. And where you have, so, so you're right. It, it, there, you, you do have to be a little more careful. But if you have the option, maybe waiting to the fall is not the Absolutely. worst. Okay. Gotcha. Um, all right. So, so, is there anything too, when we're dealing with PIH that can make it worse, that can exacerbate it um, and treatments yes. that we should kind of avoid? Yes. So, you know, PIH, as you know, as we already discussed, is such a common cause of pigmentation of skin in skin of color. So there are a number of treatments that are just a bad idea for that skin type. And basically treatments that go into the epidermis, which is our more superficial skin layer, because the epidermis is where we house those pigment producing melanocytes. So aggressive chemical peels, mm -hmm. um, doing laser treatments that only get to the epidermis. And those are treatments like intense pulse laser, IPL, um, uh, Fraxel, uh, CO2 laser resurfacing. These are, these, uh, these are safe and great options for lighter skin tones. So skin type one through three, but a, a skin type past that, it can really increases the chances of PIH. Um, and then the other one is, and this is very simple, if you have dry skin or you're acne prone and you're using products that really dry your skin out even more, that increases your PIH a lot. And that's probably one of the most common things I see among um, younger women, especially if they're going through hormonal acne. Mm -hmm. They're using really drying products, which is increasing their PIH. Gotcha. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, everybody reached for like the Noxzema and then, yes, you know, everything too. that would dry it out. But, you know, that's not the case anymore. Um, you know, I, there's a new laser specifically since we're talking about acne, AviClear. Have you heard yes. about this? Um, is that safe for all skin types and, and tones? Yeah, you know, I have looked at AviClear. It is so AviClear is, I would say it's more of a laser that sort of fights the bacterial burden. Okay. Um, versus helping break pigmentation and rejuvenate more skin because most of the times PIH is also a is accompanied with scars. So right. you want you want to do a treatment that's really addressing both those things. Gotcha. Okay. So now moving on to melasma and and one of the things that I'd love for you to 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 help us decipher is I feel like melasma can be tricky because mm -hmm. you don't know if it's melasma or if it's just, you know, your run of the mill discoloration, correct? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. No, melasma can be tricky. And there are people who have melasma who don't know they do and vice versa. But most of the times, um, you know, you have melasma based on your history. Mm -hmm. So the typical way that melasma sort of shows up is um, somebody will say, well, I had really clear skin. And then all of a sudden, I, I went on a beach trip or I went skiing and I had this sunburn, which gave me these sort of patches of dark, uh, you know, of dark skin. And usually melasma is found on the nose, the cheeks, 
forehead and upper lip. Okay. And, um, and then many times women will tell you that they have a family history of this. Um, or, and, 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 you know, most of the women I meet actually have not had melasma during their pregnancy. So it, it, it has happened outside of that. Um, and versus our regular run of the mill pigmentation caused usually by sun exposure is very gradual and it's usually localized in a few areas. Got it. So if you see these patches sort of in a more sudden way, there's a good chance it's melasma and therefore it needs to be treated differently. Exactly. Um, so, so what are some of the ways that you feel like, and, and especially highlighting um, BIPOC women that you feel like are safe treatments for melasma? So for, for melasma, the, the, what triggers melasma or worsens it, uh, worsens it is light. So any laser that is light-based, and that's where women get very confused because I always use PicoShore Pro to treat melasma and right. they always ask, well, that's a laser. Um, right. And the, but it is a laser. So laser is a broad category of devices and they all, all these devices deliver energy, but the speed at which they deliver energy and the wavelength is what modulates the depth of penetration of the laser and the heat it delivers. So PicoShear laser does not deliver heat. It just delivers energy, vibrational energy. So it breaks melasma pigment. So it shatters it. Um, so I would say if you live in an area where there's a PicoShear laser, um, do talk to that provider and ask them how many women of color they have treated. Because there is also a difference in the protocols needed and um and you know how are they how are they combining that along with skincare and that actually is another thing that many women of color with melasma so many of them will um immediately jump to hydroquinone as a treatment right however hydroquinone in many cases can really exacerbate the skin and now they have melasma with pih on top of it Right. So, um, um, and that's really what my, my skincare line has really been focused on building and fortifying your skin barrier, letting your skin rejuvenate from the inside with an intact skin barrier, because that's really what is going to help your melasma treatment. Okay. So we are kind of now moving and cooking through this, but we're, again, for anybody who might be just tuning in, we're talking about some of four of the most common skincare concerns for uh, women of color. We've talked about PIH. We've talked about melasma. What's number three? So number three is actually scarring. Um, and the scarring could happen, it, most of the time, it's because of acne. Right. And, um, and again, the, um, you know, acne, it's not that women of color or people of color are more prone to getting acne, but they are more prone to scarring mm -hmm. after that acne has subsided. So that's another common one. And, um, and I see a lot of patients with acne scarring or any kind of scarring because it's usually also associated with that PIH. So they're kind right. of coming in. So they kind of go hand in hand. Um, but with acne scarring, it's again, um, there are many treatments out there. And um, I would say microneedling is an extremely safe treatment for all skin tones. Um, and again, I will also use PicoShore laser for scarring, but you but you know, if the acne scarring is light, then microneedling does a beautiful job very safely. 
Um, now, when you're doing microneedling, are you doing it with or without radio frequency? Both. So um, I have. Um, so I use radio frequency in the microneedling only when we are working with someone with more severe scarring, and then without radio frequency for just light scarring. Great. Okay. Um, and what's the fourth concern? Yes. And so the fourth concern that people of all color have is aging of the skin, uh, you know, fine lines, skin sagging. And um, but but but, you know, what's um, the but again, in there's so many great technologies available to address that. Um, again, it's just knowing which one would harm you and will still give you great effect. So um, microneedling with radio frequency, beautiful treatment for that. But um, something that a lot of people don't realize, even if they are medical spa providers, is that radio frequency, um, microneedling with radio frequency has to also be done safely because it produces heat. Right. So um, the mode of operation of that radio frequency matters. And um, but but yes, just like everybody else, skin aging is a concern for everyone. Now, I know that um, in California, you've got, is it three medical spas? That's correct. And you have really established yourself as a provider, you know, specifically for women of color um, that can handle women of color. You know, how in the rest of the country, if we're looking for a provider, how can we find one? What are the things that we should be looking for? You know, that's an excellent question, because I think that um, there are so many options and providers available. Um, you know, what I would say is first go to their social media pages, mm -hmm. look at their before and afters, look at their style of work, because there are providers who will always go to injectables first. Maybe they really like using Botox and fillers to, um, you know, uh, address aging of skin, but maybe they're not giving obviously too many options for pigmentation. Now, they right. may even have the peak or sure laser in their practice, but they may be underutilizing it. Okay. So I, I always I always recommend go to their social media pages, look at what kind of work they do. And then when you go to your provider, ask them how many people with your skin tone they have treated, because that's really important. That is important. And I know that you'd mentioned that before. What a great tip. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're certainly not the first. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about you created a line specifically geared towards women with melanin rich skin. Tell us a little bit about that. So, you know, this this uh, this line was created from uh, initially for selfish reasons, because um, I, like many peers, was um, as a teenager, I had acne and I was using Noxzema, yeah. the St. Ives apricot scrub on my face. I know it, it sounds like it sounds like a crime today, but... I mean, I loved that scrub. Everybody loved that scrub. And it was so funny. Oh, we all thought that we were doing something great, but we were yes. not. I know. I know. I mean, now when you see it sold, people are like, well, you know, you should use it on your elbows, on your feet. And I was and, and you know, we you're right. We grew up thinking that this is excellent for your skin, for acne prone skin. Um, and of course, that left me with scarring on my cheeks and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So when I was a medical student, I remember, you know, when you're a medical student, you don't have time to put makeup on. And, and as a resident in training, you have even less time. So I was always very focused on what I was putting on my skin. Okay. But 
Um, at that time, this is, you know, this is a long time ago in the early 2000s, there were, we didn't have the variety of products we have today. Sure. So there were, there, you know, so there wasn't much that I, I wasn't seeing myself in the industry, essentially. And so I was just experimenting. And then when I got a little older, I, I went to my friends who were dermatologists and, you know, said, what can I do about this? Because I know there are so many lasers and peels and things available. And they all told me the same thing. Well, your skin's on the darker side. And I don't think that it would be safe to use anything but some retinol and hydroquinone. Right. And, um, and, 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 you know, really, you just have to figure out how to cover up your, your scars and pigmentation. And I actually kind of believed that because I yeah. knew that they were experts, but I was just very interested in the beauty industry. And then when I opened my own medical spas, I saw, I realized that there are so many technologies and so many women looking for the same solution I was. And it honestly, you know, the practice of medicine is exactly that it's practice and you just have to take the science and work through with your patients, what you're doing. And many of my clients, I would tell them that, you know, I haven't done this before. Are you willing to try this? Cause right. I know it'll be safe and, and so forth. So I, I give them all the, I I'm, I'm grateful that they have let me practice to this level. Right. And, and I realized one of the biggest things we're missing is skincare that can help us you know, reverse signs of aging, reverse that pigmentation and make the skin glow, but it has to be uh, skin tone based. Right. Amazing. So um, you have three main um, regimens. Is that correct in your line? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I, you know, um, so we, you know, like, like uh, most lines, we have a, a kit for acne and, and that's because, and again, I, I, I decided to, I mean, of course you can buy products individually, but I, I have bundles and kits in my line because I'm not a fan of a one cream does it all because, right. you know, if you'd have this one or two drops of a serum, um, you can't possibly expect that drop to do everything for you. You you right. need an actual, like, you know, you know, you need an amount of active ingredient on your skin to see a difference. Sure. So, you, so you really need to layer things and each step has a purpose. Right. And um, so, so we have an acne line. Um, then there's a, there's a kit for just dry skin. Right. And then there's one for brightening your skin. And then I do have a fourth one, which is more of an extension of the brightening kit. And it's, I would say it's our signature system because it has kind of like everything you need. Got it. And I, you know, it, it is so important. I find that a lot of the times we're using and especially working in the beauty industry, all of these different one-offs, you know, sometimes it's really good to go back to the basics to stick with one brand because you know that those products are going to be working synergistically exactly. together exactly. Um, and, and, and really play nicely together. Um, I want to thank you so much for being on with us today, for explaining of some of these no, issues you. that specifically, you know, BIPOC women have to be aware of and should be aware of, and also offering some of the different solutions that that are safe for women of color to explore treatments. If people want to know more about you, if they want to come to your spa, or if they want to try your skincare line, where should they go? So um, if they want to try the skincare line, they can go to skinbydrsethi.com. And then my spas um, are in the California area. And um, so it, and that website is renewmdwellness.com. And I also have a weekly podcast called The Skin Report, available on all podcast platforms. Amazing. I want to thank you so much for your time today. It was great having you on. Great. Thank you. 
And if you have questions you want me to pass on to Dr. Seti, I'm happy to do so. You can email me at hello at artbeautypodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube at Art Beauty Podcast. And as always, we will see you next Tuesday, hopefully with a little bit of a clearer skin. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.